Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast with your host, New York Giants fangirl. That's me. My name is Adriana. Thanks, you guys, for listening. I'm excited this week because we are in full draft mode until free agency kicks off. So today we are going to talk about the top edge and cornerbacks coming out in this draft, two positions that we know the Giants need some help at. We all know there's a couple others, but those are definitely two big ones. So again, free agency is going to be a big deciding factor, and it'll give us a clue as to what the Giants are thinking when it comes to the draft. If they go after one of these free agent edge rushers that's coming out or a corner, then obviously we'll have a good idea. But I'm excited to talk about those guys. There are a lot of really great options coming out. But first, I want to show you guys this, which is so cool. So you guys know most of you know, the reason I'm a Giants fan is because of my grandpa. He was a Giants season ticket holder for many, many years, and he passed away 10 years ago at this point, but one of his sisters is still alive. And she found this and gave it to my mom to give to me. And I have to say, like, one of the coolest things of doing this is that so many people have been so supportive, like strangers like you guys on the internet, but my family especially, like, one of my mom's cousins sent me his old Phil Sims jersey that he doesn't wear. Lou, if you're listening, thank you. And then, you know, the fact that, like, my grandpa's sister has this thing and gave it to me is so cool. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but it's basically all New York Giants history, all of their historic moments in the newspaper. So a lot of this is from the 80s when I was not alive yet. So... It's really cool to see this stuff in person. This is from October 10th, 1949. Giants three scores in third period upset the Redskins. I know a lot of you were also nowhere near alive during this point. This one's from November 2nd, 1964. Giants passing beats the cards 34 to 17. Browns top the Steelers 30 to 17. I mean, this stuff is so cool. Phil McConkie here returning after catching a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. This is from January 26, 1987, the year they won the Super Bowl, obviously. I mean, this is, it's just so cool. Look at this. Anyway, so I'm really excited. Um, I just, I love Giants fans. The support from all over is amazing. So thank you. Now, Let's talk about some edge rushers. So I know I said I was only going to do five, but I ended up doing seven. And the reason that I did that is because the top five that are ranked on PFF's board, PFF has them all going in the first round. And I obviously, we, we don't know what the Giants are thinking. And I don't know if they're going to trade out of that sixth spot. You know, is Dallas Turner, who's the top one coming out, they have him ranked as number 14. Would the Giants ever pick him at six? I don't know. So... I wanted to go into, I just wanted to add two more guys who are later into the second round picks that I think could be more realistic for the Giants to draft in the second round with those picks that they have if, of course, they don't go after one in the first round. So let's start with Dallas Turner from Alabama. He's 6'4", 251 pounds, 21 years old, and spent three years in college. Now, the reason that I'm adding the certain years in college is because with COVID and redshirting and stuff like that, obviously some of these guys have more years. So, you know, there's a couple guys that are coming out at 23, which is obviously older than most kids coming out of college. So he is ranked on PFF's board at number 14. So again, no one knows what actually happens on draft night. There is a big possibility 
that these guys fall to the second round. I think it will be interesting to see if all five of them go in the first. Who knows? So Dallas Turner entered 2023 as one of the class's best speed rushing 3-4 outside linebackers. I know we all like the sounds of that. This year, he looks like he's bulked up a bit to add new strength to his game and solidify his first round status. So again, PFF has them going at 14. His 2023 stats, he had 28 solo tackles, 10 sacks, two forced fumbles, and zero interceptions. So again, we know with Shane Bowen coming in as the Giants' new defensive coordinator, he's going to focus on a 3-4. We are going to need help with some players who are going to succeed there. We know Dexter Lawrence is going to be one of them. And the linebackers are going to take on an interesting new role there, so we're going to need some help. Another guy I would say to keep your eye on is Isaiah Simmons to see if the Giants re-sign him in free agency. Next up, Jared Verse coming from Florida State. He's 6'4", 250, 23 years old, a junior, so again, he must have redshirted for a couple years. PFF has him ranked on the board as number 15. So again, um, first rounder. It'll be interesting. I don't think there will be two edges that go off the board back to back, but you never know. So according to BFF, no player in college football has elevated their stock more over the past two seasons than Verse, who went from the FCS to a first round talent. He's a weight room warrior who forces offensive linemen to use all their strength to stay in front of him. Um, like the sounds of that. So his stats in 2023, uh, 23 solo tackles, nine sacks, one forced fumble, and zero interceptions. So I'm curious. I have to be honest, guys. I haven't watched a ton of tape on these players. I did watch a few Alabama games, and Turner is a guy that definitely stood out to me. He's the one that I'm most familiar with out of all of these players. But I have heard a lot of really good stuff, obviously, about Florida State. We know everything that happened with them in the playoffs. But, you know, they have a lot of talent coming out of there. And first, sounds like he definitely could be a good option. Next up, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right, is Leatu Latu. I am so sorry if that is not correct. He's from UCLA, 6'5", 265 pounds. He's 23 years old. And something that I wanted to know here is that in 2019, he played in Washington and then he transferred over to UCLA where it looks like he redshirted for 2020 and 2021 because his most recent stats from there are from 2022 and 2023. Now, PFF has him ranked on the board as number 18. He has the best pass rush profile of any edge rusher in this 2024 class. His hand usage, reaction time, and first step athleticism are first round caliber in all categories. 2023 stats, 28 solo tackles, 13 sacks, two forced fumbles, and two interceptions. So this sounds like a guy, when you talk about, you know, reaction, good hand usage, athleticism, it sounds to me like he's a really well-rounded player, someone that's versatile and would be able to fit into a system that I think the Giants are headed towards. Again, he's ranked number 18, so we will see. Chris Braswell, another Alabama player, 6'3", 256 pounds, 22 years. He is ranked on PFF's board at number 24. He has the size, speed, and strength combination to be a future NFL edge rusher. It's taken some growth for him to become more of a stand-up rusher than a defensive end, which is what Alabama had wanted from him. Now that he's gotten there, his explosiveness and power are on display each week. His 2023 stats, 16 solo tackles, eight sacks, 
three forced fumbles, and one interception. Next up, Braylon Trice from Washington, 6'4", 273 pounds, 23 years old. He is ranked number 25 in the draft. So he is the last one in this group of edge rushers that PFF is projecting to go in the first round. He's got top tier speed to power, which likely leaves opposing blockers sitting in post-game ice baths for longer than normal. He's also a strong run defender to boot. Know we all like the sounds of that. He's still working on expanding his pass rush moves, but his effort will never be in question. His stats are impressive in 2023 30 solo tackles, seven sacks, one forced fumble, and zero interceptions. So, again, a lot of these guys I think are all going to be good options for the Giants. The question is who's going to be available when they pick. Next up, let's talk about Jonah Ellis from Utah. He's 6'2", 247 pounds, 20 years old, and now we're talking second round guys, so he is projected on the big board to go around number 37. He's an undersized but twitched up edge prospect with NFL bloodlines. His father played for 10 seasons in the NFL and three of his brothers play in the league. That is insane. I've talked about this before with other players. I grew up with three brothers, so... I it's interesting you know when you see like say Brown like all of these different players in the league I'm like it's just insane to have that much talent to not only have one child play in the NFL but multiples is wild this family extremely impressive he has a variety of different pass rush moves to maximize his uh oh, I'm sorry to maximize his movement abilities and consistently shows good leverage technique to mitigate size deficiencies. So he's 6'2", where a lot of the other players we've talked about have been 6'4", 6'5". He's a high effort, high pressure pass rusher. Again, I know we all like the sounds of that. 2023 stats, he had 23 solo tackles, 12 sacks, one forced fumble, and zero interceptions. So this is going to be the last edge rusher that we talk about. His name is Demoyan, I think, Robinson. He goes by Chop Robinson. When I Googled him, I was like, there is no way his name is Chop Robinson. Come to find out, that's not his first name. Uh, but it, you're going to hear Chop Robinson, I think, throughout the draft process and everything like that. So he's a Penn State player, 6'3", 254 pounds, 21 years. And on PFF's board, he's ranked number 50. Robinson is the most twitched up pass rusher in the 2024 class. He's still developing his pass rush profile in terms of moves and counters, but his first step explosiveness and speed to power abilities are rare. Those alone make him a first round target, which is interesting because they have him ranked at number 50. But again, if these talents and things that are now going to come out, if his speed comes out well during the combine and things like that, he could be a guy that could possibly fall into round one. His 2023 stats include 12 solo tackles, four sacks, two forced fumbles, and zero interceptions. So before we get into the corners, I just want to talk on that briefly. The combine starts this week, and there are a couple things that will be most important. Obviously, from a wide receiver standpoint, we're looking for speed, hands, catchability, stuff like that. From quarterbacks, I think accuracy is going to be the most important things like that. I think at the end of the day, something that's extremely important and that we know this regime takes extremely seriously 
is the interviews with the players. Now, not all of the players are going to be at the Combine, are going to be involved in it. We've already seen guys like Caleb Williams are probably not going to be showing there. Will they still be there in person? I'm actually not sure, but I think it'll be interesting because if all those guys are there, this is when you do the due diligence and you get to meet these guys and players and, and person, have these interviews, have these conversations with them. And we know that Dave Gettleman just absolutely neglected to do that. So this is going to be something that's really important for the Giants, for all teams coming out, is how do these players interview? One thing that Joe Shane mentioned during one of his press conferences over the last year or so was that he has his eyes on these players. He's watching how they interact with the water boy. He's watching how they interact with all the people around him. So not just when they're having one-on-one -on -one interviews, but how is he interacting with everyone around him? You know, the staff, the other players, the coaches, the other GMs. So I think coming out of the combine, that is something that's probably most telling about what's important to the Giants and what's important in these players. And I know we hear smart, tough, dependable 7,000 times, but you know a lot of it is about their character and that they really appreciate the people they are first and the player they are second. So again, there will be no Kadarius Tonys being drafted by this front office. I can guarantee that. Let's talk about corners. The first one, I'm sure you guys all know who he is. He is getting a lot of hype and projected to go in the top 10 is Cooper DeGene from Iowa. He's 6'1", 207 pounds, uh, 21 years old, and he is projected to go at number eight. So keep that in mind. Again, as things progress over the next few months, I'm excited to see what comes out about him after the combine. He's one of the most well-rounded athletes in college football. He can play outside corner, slot corner, and even safety due to his size, versatility, versatility, versatility. You know what? It has not been talked about that the Giants could go corner at six. And when you hear things like this about someone like DeGene, makes you wonder if he's projected to go number eight, would the Giants ever pick him at six? They need help in multiple corner positions too. The slot cornerback position is not sorted out. I believe they would like it to be Cordell Flott, but he has been inconsistent. So you never know. He has some of the best ball skills of any defensive back in the class. He's one of the draft's top playmakers. His 2023 stats, 26 solo tackles, zero forced fumbles, two interceptions, and five pass deflections. Next up, let's talk about Clemson's cornerback, Nate Wiggins. He's 6'2", 185, 20 years old. My, I have a little bit of a concern with his size. He's extremely lean. 6'2", 185. That was one of the concerns about Cordell Flott, so I'm curious to see if anyone is going to require or recommend that he puts weight on this offseason. On the PFF board, he is ranked number 13. Wiggins has legit ball skills and shut down athletic abilities. Could you guys imagine if we had another Tay Banks? Like, in my dreams, he needs to be more consistent in run defense and with the overall strength parts of his game, but he might be at the top of the list of corners you want to tell, go make sure that receiver doesn't catch the ball. And listen, when you're in the NFC East and you're going against C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown and all of these incredible wide receivers, you have to be able to do that. So I like the sounds of him. 2023 stats, he had 22 solo tackles, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, and six 
pass deflections. Next up is Alabama's Terrion Arnold. He's six feet, 196 pounds, 20 years old. He is projected to go number 16 overall. So he actually was a former safety recruit, but they switched him to cornerback during his redshirt season for Alabama and has since, since that happened, he's become a full-time starter. He's a dual sport athlete, football and basketball. He shows adequate explosiveness and movement control to play the position. He's also one of the highest graded run defenders at the position. His inexperience still shows at times. He is 20. He's on the younger side out of all of these guys, but he's an extremely competitive player who shows traits of an NFL starter. His stats are insane compared to everyone else on this board. In 2023, he had 40. No one else had over 28. 40 solo tackles, one forced fumble, five interceptions, and 12 pass deflections. So that tells me he's got pretty decent hands. Next up, I, another guy that I had to Google because I was like, there is no way this is this guy's first name. His name is Jaquincy McKinstry. He goes by Kool-Aid. I am dead ass. He goes by Kool-Aid. He's 6'1", 194 pounds, 21 years old. He is ranked to go number 19. McKinstry has shut down cornerback one potential. Again, could you imagine someone like him opposite Tay Banks? I mean, I can. Sounds glorious to me. For schemes that rely on more man coverage, he's very comfortable playing in press and with his back to the ball. So again, keep your eyes peeled for that with this new um, defense that Shane Bowen is going to run. He, plus, he has one of the highest forced incompletion totals in the country over the past two seasons. 2023 stats, 24 solo tackles, zero forced fumbles, zero interceptions, seven pass deflections. So last up, this is our final cornerback that we're going to talk about. Again, this all of these guys are projected to go first round. We know how this goes. Will they all go first round? Who knows? But with the picks that the Giants have in the second round, they could trade up to get him like they did last year to get Tay Banks. Never know. Like I always say, it'll be interesting. So finally, we have Ennis Rake Straw Jr. from Missouri. He's six feet, 187 pounds. Again, a little bit on the slighter side, 21 years old, and he has played since 2020. He is ranked to go number 27 again at the end of the first round. Rake Straw is an incredibly smart and savvy off coverage corner who plays in a way that makes watching his film a joy. How often do you hear that? <laughs> Before the plays are even snapped, you can see evidence of his football IQ with his pre-snap communication and adjustments to motion. He does most of his work in off coverage, cover three quarters and underneath zones and does so beautifully showing excellent spacing and ability to pass off routes with ease. He is not asked to play press or single coverage often, which makes me wonder about the true mirror slash recovery speed, but his skill set of fluid hips, quick feet, good burst and excellent instincts give him starting caliber traits. 2023 stats, he had 24 total solo tackles, one forced fumble, zero interceptions, four pass deflections. So like I said, in my opinion, I think any of these players sound like they would be a good fit for the Giants. Obviously, there's probably one or two guys who are better than others. If we went edge at number six overall, obviously, we're looking at Dallas Turner. That would be a guy that I would love the Giants to bring in. And then, you know, McKinstry sounds great. Having a guy named Kool-Aid on the team would be fun. 
I think out of all of these guys, Terion Arnold out of Alabama, I mean, what are the chances that we could end up with two Alabama starters on this team? Would be very interesting. So again, we'll see how things play out. I really think a lot of these guys have great talent coming out. Again, they're all mostly ranked to go in the first round. So I just think that those are two positions the Giants need to upgrade. I think I would prefer if we had the option to go after someone like Brian Burns or Josh Allen in free agency. But if we don't, I'm happy bringing in any of these guys in the draft. I do feel like a lot of them have the capability to be a day one starter like Tay Banks has been. And based on the success of someone like Banks, I would feel confident that if the Giants drafted any one of these corners that we would see success there right off the bat. So stay tuned. Like I said, very interesting offseason. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back next week. It looks like I'm going to have a fun guest on. So stay tuned. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your Giants friends. New podcasts every single week this whole offseason. The Giants don't stop. I don't stop. So stay tuned for more updates and thank you guys for listening.